opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hey guys, welcome to Nerd Night. My name is Janine and I have my host David and I have my special Grant Pachoko as a guest. Grant is super awesome and I'm going to let him tell you why, but I'm going to ask him. Grant is this really great guy. He um, does a ton of podcasts. He also does a lot of puppetry and I thought it would be really cool for us to learn about puppetry because, you know, who, who knows the ins and outs of it? I don't know it as well as he does. So I thought I'd do that. And he's so smart and I've known him for a really long time. So I think we'll just go with that. So, hey, Grant. Hi, Janine. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Now, we've known each other for a long time, but we've known each other since high school because we went to high school together. (laughs) We did. We did know each other in high school and you were super awesome in high school. Well, that's true. I, I and still am to this day. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I yeah. But no, um, yeah. We 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 met uh, we met in high school and have been. Uh, there was I think there was a period where we we didn't talk for a long stretch, but then a few years ago reconnected and been chatting ever since. Yeah, yeah. And then you started your own puppetry thing, and we'll get into that. But I want yeah. to know how you got into puppetry. Like, what made you start that? Because I don't remember that in high school. Yeah, well, you know, I was always I was always a fan of it. Um, growing up, uh, I we would watch the Muppet Show every Sunday, and um, mm-hmm. so I always loved it. I never ever assumed I, I saw it always as a show. I never thought of like, hey, there's people <laughs> down underneath the Muppets, and they are getting paid to do that. I never uh, never thought of that. But um, I had puppets as kids. Uh, I remember my grandmother uh, bought me a puppet when I was like probably eight or so. And um, but then it really wasn't until college when this um, uh, I went to Cal State Long Beach and there was a professor there who was teaching. I was in the theater department and she was teaching uh, makeup, theatrical makeup. And she brought in this puppet that somebody else that her friend had made. And it was the first time I'd seen like a realish puppet, like a Muppet, you know, level quality mm-hmm. puppet. And um, I just took to it instantly. And I, I, I felt bad because I asked her to borrow it and I didn't give it back to her for months and months. Cause I you just, stole her puppet. Well, I eventually gave it back to her. <laughs> and uh, last year, actually I, I kind of tracked her down and I just said, you have no idea what you started with this lending me this puppet because now I'm in, you know, now I'm getting to do all this stuff. And, and around 2000, my friend and I, I had met a a guy named Doug working at Disneyland because I worked at Disneyland for two years. And wait, you worked at Disneyland? I did work at Disneyland for two years. Jungle Cruise. Uh, Okay. Sorry. Go on. You worked at Disneyland. (laughs) And, uh, and we started creating a a public access TV show because this is before YouTube and stuff. And, started just building puppets and doing puppets for that. And then probably I think around 2003, I was like, how do you build a real Muppet style puppet? How do you do it? And this was, you know, the internet was a thing, but there wasn't a lot of information on the internet, but I I did track down on the internet that I could order this book that showed how to do it. So I started building puppets and then that led me to build this, um, 
Yeah, I built a puppet for a thing, and then. So, can uh, you tell us what like a building a puppet means? Well, I mean, it's creating it from uh, foam and uh, sheets of foam and mm-hmm. fur. The very first puppet I built was a puppet of my uh, girlfriend, now wife's dog, um, <laughs> as a Christmas present for her. And um, so that was the first puppet I built. And then I was doing comedy at the time. And my manager in comedy was like, hey, I have a friend who's looking for a puppet for uh, they're they're doing a dog training DVD and you built a dog puppet. Can you build another one? And I was like, yeah. So I used to just sit up like it used to be like a hobby, just this soothing, relaxing hobby where I would just put on some uh, like a bluegrass streaming <laughs> bluegrass music streaming channel. And I would just sit there and cut foam and glue foam. And there was a lot of hot glue Um <laughs> Things that I've learned now are not the way you really build puppets. Uh, you know, like most most professional builders would not be using hot glue. They do use hot glue on occasion, but like I was using it as the main thing to, uh, you know, stick all these pieces together. And um, yeah, so I built this other puppet. Uh, her name was Princess Sabrina. And then somebody said, somebody knew I did that and then said, Hey, uh, I work for the Jim Henson Company, and we're shooting a pilot called America's Next Muppet, Mm because this was around the time that American Idol was super popular. And um, so they were shooting a pilot called America's Next Muppet, and they just had all these puppeteers of different styles and stuff come in and be contestants on this show. And... Uh, it was the most surreal thing in the world because I, I there I was with the second puppet I've ever built. It wasn't that great. And uh, they go, oh, just walk down this hallway and um, and and go through this curtain and then the host will take it from there. Well, I walk down the hallway and I go through the curtain and Kermit the Frog is the host. No and, way. Yeah. The judges panel was Gonzo, Miss Piggy and Pepe the Prawn. And oh my gosh. Yeah, it was it was it was super insane. I was super nervous. Yeah. I had never done any sort of professional puppetry. But the cool thing about that exp- and that show didn't get picked up or anything. But the mm-hmm. cool thing about that show was or that experience was I met a puppeteer named Leslie Carrara Rudolph who is now Abby Cadabby on Sesame Street. Abby Cadabby, and I know you're friends yeah. with Elmo. I just listened to your Under the Puppet. Yes, Kevin Clash is a good friend yep. of mine, too. And um, yeah, and so Leslie Carrara said, you know, hey, the Jim Henson Company is doing this thing called Puppet Up, which is live yeah. puppet improv on stage. And you're really funny. And would you <laughs> want to start training with with this troupe? And I said, yes, please. <laughs> um, so that's kind of where my real Henson style puppetry training has uh, started was there. Um, and I, I kind of got out of building puppets just because um, I, I don't think I'm very good with visual arts, uh, you know, making something look good. And like the things I built, they look they look OK, but they don't look as good as I want them to look. And I'm sure if I would have kept trying, that would have been great. But I just got super frustrated and I was just like, I'm having more fun performing. So I'll let somebody else build the puppets and I'll just perform the puppets. So. Awesome. That, I, yeah, that's that's how my beginnings were. I totally forgot about Puppet Up. Yeah, yeah that's Puppet awesome. Up is great fun. Yeah, I love Puppet Up. So fun. Okay, so 
Wow. That, I, I didn't even know. I think I knew some of that, but not all of that. Okay, cool. So then, so where'd you go from there? Well, then I started, I started training with Puppet Up and, and that was, um, I, I was very fortunate in that uh, whoever makes the decisions over there thought that even though I had no puppetry training, that I was a decent enough puppeteer to, to join this group. <laughs> and um, so, so I, I, I thought that was very, very cool. And so they put me in the improv class because what they were doing was they were taking puppeteers and improvisers and they were teaching the puppeteers improv and then mm. the improvisers puppetry. And then they would pick the best ones from those groups to make sort of a little troupe. And I was I was lucky to get in the group that was, oh, yeah, you're a good enough puppeteer. We're just going to put you in the improv class. Um, and so I, I did. I always felt like kind of a fraud because I was like, I don't know anything about puppetry. Um, but I uh, was good enough to get through there. And then I started doing shows with um, uh, shows with Puppet Up. And I remember my I was so excited because my first full run of shows was at the um, Curran Theater in San Francisco. Yeah. And so it was That's really awesome. amazing. Yeah. To, 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 to have sort of this homecoming uh, for my first week of shows and like have my mom in the front row, you know, um, mm. to, and my mom was just, my mom was just like, my son's on stage at the Curran <laughs> Theater. You know, she <laughs> thought that was great. So yeah. Um, yeah. And then I just, I mean, I did, I've done tons of shows with Puppet Up and you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of in this business, in, in, at least in puppetry, it is, you get jobs because people know you. And mm -hmm. uh, I was doing a show with Puppet Up in Pennsylvania and Joel Hodgson from Mystery Science Theater just happened to be there. Yes. Let's and talk about that. Let's yeah. Well, that he, <laughs> he saw and he goes, I didn't know you did this kind of puppetry and everything. And I just thought you were a, a comedian and you did jokes and stuff, but this is really great. And then like a year or so later, Joel was out here in Southern California and he said, Hey, can we meet up for coffee? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, you know, I'm thinking about bringing mystery science theater back. And would you love to puppeteer? Would you like to puppeteer on it? And I was like, hell yes, because hell yes. I was, I've been watching mystery science theater since high school. You know, I was just like, Absolutely. So uh, I got to, uh, you know, uh, for the for the reboot that was on Netflix, I was mm -hmm. one of the co-lead puppeteers with my friend Russ Walco uh, to to puppeteer on Mystery Science Theater. And it was a dream come true. And yeah. hopefully we get to do more in the future. I, you know, I don't know, but uh, hopefully we do. So you were one of the lead puppeteers for the Crow guy, right? For Crow, yes, on yeah. on the on the Netflix, uh, we've we did twenty episodes, I believe, for Netflix. So, and is that the yellow one? So I get the gold one, yeah, yeah, the yellow, big yeah. one that's there. It's like a big. Okay, so I haven't seen it, and and the cool thing, like the the bad thing is not audio described, but I remember it. And then didn't you go on tour with Mystery Science Theater? Can you talk about touring in a puppet group and what that was like? And with yeah, Mystery I did, Science, I, yeah. I did two tours of Mystery Science Theater. I think, um, was it 2017 and 2018? I did those tours. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because the first tour, I wasn't really, I wasn't puppeteering. Um, I, I was I was brought on as sort of the puppet captain. And oh, then you I were played, the puppet captain? Okay, I, played, I was the puppet awesome. captain. And, and then I also played, um, I played a human character in the show. Uh, 
so I was still performing, but I was also just kind of like the puppet captain in charge of of the puppets. And then the the next year, 2018, when we toured, I was Crow on the tour. I did I I I performed Crow on the tour. Wow! So um, and it that's was that's amazing. That's just I love, so I'm so proud of you. You're so awesome. <laughs> you. I have always loved performing live, and you know, of course, television and movies is much more money than performing live. But mm-hmm. I love performing live. I love hearing people laugh live. I love entertaining people. So doing Puppet Up and doing Mystery Science Theater Live, the tour, are just some of the most fun things. And then I love to travel. I love to mm-hmm. see places, even here in the United States. Um, I, you know, we went, we drove through, I think, just about every state. Maybe not North Dakota, but I think we did every <laughs> single state, um, you know, driving around and uh, with Mystery Science Theater. So I've definitely seen the U.S. with Mystery Science Theater. And then with Puppet Up, uh, we did two weeks in Toronto, so that was awesome because I'd never been mm-hmm. in Toronto before. We did six weeks in Australia, which wow. was just the gr- like the greatest experience of my life. We got to perform at the Sydney Opera House, which was insane um, <laughs> to get to do that. And so I've been very, very lucky. And I, I, I you know, last year, last year even uh, Puppet Up did what seventy eight shows. Mm-hmm. at Knott's Berry Farm for Knott's Scary yeah. Farm. And you know me, I love theme parks. And to get to <laughs> perform do. in a theme park was like the greatest thing in the entire world. So I'm the best ever. super bummed we didn't get to do it again this year because we would have been back this year. But hopefully next year, knock on wood, uh, we will be back there. So Is that how why you're an ambassador? Because I know you're an ambassador for Knott's Berry Farm, right? So <laughs> Well, Toily is an ambassador for not. We're going to get yes. to Toily. I promise. Yeah. I promise. Yeah, but no, it was because of the people I met and then um, just following Knott's Berry Farm. And then Knott's Berry Farm was like, hey, we're looking for social media people that have a certain number of followers to be ambassadors. And I was like, heck, yeah, I would love to be an ambassador. And Toily's got the following. So um, mm. let's do it. So, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. So do you want to talk about happy time first or Toily first? Or you do have a hand up. I don't know if you want to take a question or go through the presentation first. I don't know what you guys were thinking, but Byron did put his hand up a few minutes ago. Um, oh, what do you want to do, Grant? You want to keep it's up to you? Oh, just... I'm. Hey, listen, I'm fine answering questions. I'm fine talking. Whatever you well, want. So, you decide. Oh, it's up to you, Janine. What do you want me to do? Take Byron's question, or do you? Yeah, know? let's take one question and then we'll get into. Was well, the only hand up anyway? So Byron, yeah, go cool. ahead and unmute yourself, sir, and ask your question. Thanks, David. <laughs> Hey there. Um, so, um, Grant, I have been following you for a really long time. I didn't <laughs> know you'd be here. I, I, I just came into the meeting because I, it's nerd night, and you know who doesn't want to be around a whole bunch of awesome nerds. <laughs> and then I saw your name in the list, and I went, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Um, so I do a show on Dementia Radio called The Fun Zone. Yeah. Oh, that's I know yeah. you used to be a big part of that. Um, yeah. And I was in 2006 when you were at the Weird Al. Walk of Fame star. <laughs> uh, so I've known you for a really long time. But um, I wanted to ask you a question about voiceovers for puppeteering. Sure. When you, when you, so like, of course, when you're doing it live, you probably just have a headset and your, you know, your voice is going out live, I would assume, right? Are you, are you lip syncing the puppet's lips with a pre recorded soundtrack? Well, you know, it varies. It varies on the production and it can change. Um, it, it, it can change. And um, 
and I've, I've been very lucky and I've got to do all styles. If you're talking about something like Sesame Street or The Muppet Show, uh, those puppeteers will have a headband. It just looks like a sweatband that you put around your head. And then right in the very front is a microphone. And um, so like Jim Henson, Frank Oz, all those guys will be doing the voices live. And uh, it would all be the video and the audio will be recorded at the same time. There are other times where, like for Mystery Science Theater, I'm puppeteering Crow and I'm moving him all over the place, but Hampton Yount is doing the voice of Crow. So he's got a little trigger to just open and close the mouth when the puppet is talking, but I'm doing all the puppetry. So that's not, I'm not mic'd up at all for that. And then you have shows like, um, and I didn't work on this show, but you have a show like Crank Yankers where they have pre-recorded crank phone calls that the puppets are acting out. So that in that case, uh, you're just lip syncing to the track. And the most ideal situation, though, is that the puppeteer is doing the voice because that way, uh, if you improvise or if you say something funny, you can turn the puppet in a, in a certain way. Um, where if it's pre recorded or it's going to be the voice is going to be added later, which sometimes happens as well, then you lose a little bit of that spontaneity, you know? So, um, but it's done all ways, you know, whatever, whatever the best way to get the production done is that's how it's usually how it's done. So very cool. Your question. Yeah. It was an honor getting a chance to talk to you and uh, thank you for coming and doing this for us. That's really awesome. Of Thanks, course. Bye. My pleasure. Great to, great to hear from you. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to talk about happy time and how physical that was for you and how you got that? Uh, sure. Well, I mean, Happy Time was Happy Time Murders was a movie that the um, the Jim Henson Company put out a few years ago with Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um, it did not do well at the box oh, office, but it was so uh, good. It was so good, and you were in the credits. I saw I you was in the, the credits. credits, and yeah, it's yeah. it's audio described, Grant. It's like it's amazing because it's audio described. <laughs> right, okay, go on, right. well, sorry, it, you talk. <laughs> Well, no, I'm just saying working on it, it was so much fun. And it's it's this really interesting thing where you're working on this thing and it's so much fun and, and you're working with your friends and everyone's having a great time. And then it comes out and the critics are like, no, we don't like this. <laughs> and the audiences are like, no, for the most of the audiences, not all the audiences, but the audience is like, no, we don't like this. And so you're like, oh, man, we had so much fun making this. Um but yeah, you know, it, it was really interesting because they had originally said they were only going to have eight puppeteers on that show and mm-hmm. that maybe one day they were going to ask for like 10 more puppeteers to come in for like a big scene that had a lot of puppets in it. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of resolved myself to be like, well, maybe I'll work one day on this, but I don't even think I'm ranked high enough in the ranking of Henson puppeteers to get called in on, on that one day. Um, But then it it was just very fortunate. I got called in on one day and then they called me in for another day and then they called me in for another day. And then (laughs) they put me on a weekly contract. And uh, so I got to work. I think I worked almost 20 days or something on it. And it was so much fun. Um, yeah, there was, uh, you know, I'm trying to think if there was any sort of crazy things that happened. I know. And this happens often. I was, it was the musical scene. Do you want to talk? Well, we did a musical number that was really, really great. Um, that wound up getting cut from the film. Yeah. It wasn't in the film. Um, 
And it was just something that was just so fun because I was working with, like I was playing this bongo player. And so <laughs> someone else was doing, Alan Troutman was doing my hands with the bongo <laughs> and I was doing the, the mouth and the voice of this guy singing. And Kevin Clash kept saying like, Kevin Clash <laughs> was the puppet captain on that. He kept saying, yeah, we're going to go in and we're going to record the voices and it'll be really great. And it's going to be fun. And then I think it got cut before they even recorded the voices for it. Um, mm. Unfortunately. So uh, a lot of that movie got cut. Uh, unfortunately, it was not, I think, it, I think at the end of the day, it was not the movie that kind of the director thought it was going to be. I think the studio mm. cut it a lot. Um, I've heard, I've heard Brian Henson who directed it, Jim Henson's son say that in interviews. So I don't want to speak for him, but I have heard him say that in interviews that it was not quite the movie he wanted it to be. Um, yeah. But you know, there was, there was, there was a lot of fun. There was a lot of fun working with a lot of people. I mean, we got to do the, we did stuff out on the beach. So doing puppets yeah. out on the beach, it was, was fun. Um, and what was the, what was the thing I was going to say about that? Oh, but there was one time where, I was under a couch with another guy because um, there was a puppet sitting <laughs> on the do. couch. You go under yeah. a couch. Well, and yeah. these sets are built up off the ground. So the puppeteers can stand up and puppeteer. And then Melissa McCarthy, if she's in the scene, her feet are about like, you know, like at chest level from, oh, I hit my microphone, sorry, uh, are at about chest level from where you are. So she, so these these sets are built up off the ground so we are underneath the stage underneath this couch and there's holes cut in the couch so the puppeteers can put their hands through and um i was doing arms on this one guy and we were between breaks or we were between takes and they had to they had to cut out a section of the set so that this puppeteer could get into this one spot. So we were waiting <laughs> while they did that. We were just under the couch because it would take too long for us to come out of the couch. And um, so they used this saw, this electric saw to cut this hole. And then there was a, a grip uh, or somebody, I don't know. I don't know who he was, but he was sweeping up the sawdust and he just goes, oh, I'm going to sweep the sawdust underneath this couch because on a real oh, movie set, no. that's what you would do. But oh, the no. problem is under the couch is where my eyes are. You. So I'm watching yeah. things and all of a sudden I get this huge cloud of sawdust oh, no. right in my eyes. <laughs> oh. And I was OK, but I yelled. I was just like, hey, we're under here. And oh, my God, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, but that's kind of you hear that story a lot. Like you hear they'll put a puppeteer in some place and shoot the shot and then they take it and they go outside. Okay, we're going to go to lunch. And then they forget that the puppeteer is in there. And so the puppeteer is like, <laughs> hey, uh, wait a minute, uh, guys, what about me? So I want to go um, to lunch too. I'm hungry. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, Those are fun, fun stories. It was a fun, and I always joke that whenever it's on now, because I think they show it on Showtime every once in a while. And yeah. Whenever it's on, I go, hey, look, there's my health insurance, because that <laughs> film paid for my health insurance for at least two years. So uh, yeah. I was going, yeah, that's my health insurance. The, my favorite part, well, it was such a cool movie. My favorite part is in the end of the credits. Um, I Okay, so I could see before, but at 
the end at the credits, they had, they showed the puppeteers and the puppets and you, I, I screenshotted it with my phone. Right? <laughs> I wasn't supposed to, but you were standing next to, I think you were next to Brian and he was directing and you were there. And I was like, it's great. And they like, they showed you a couple times in the credit, but the point was, is they don't usually show puppeteers puppeting. And at the end, when the credits were rolling, they showed a bunch of the puppeteers. Now I was lucky and I know what you look like, but <laughs> I mean, but for other people, it's just like, oh, cool. We get to see puppeteers. So I thought that was a really cool thing. Yeah. When, when we went and saw my wife came with me to the premiere and she liked, she loved the film because she loves Melissa McCarthy and, mm -hmm. um, but then she goes, I think the most interesting part was the credits showing yeah. how all you guys did all that stuff because it's so yeah. amazing. So, yeah, I, I, I that that was fun. And none of us knew that that was going to be like that. So we were all like, yeah. hey, wow, that's that's great. That's us. So I screamed. I went to the theater opening night and screamed. But anyway, I was like, Thanks. I know him. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, okay, cool. So thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. I yeah. love hearing those stories. So let's get, um, and then you have the interloper. Do you want to talk about him? Because wasn't he one of your first things you did? He was your dog hand puppet? Yeah, yeah. Uncle Interloper is a dog hand puppet that I always say saved my life because mm -hmm. um, in, oh gosh, I don't even know when it was. Yeah, I don't even, I forget. I'm blanking out on what year it was. But uh, one night okay. I was walking around the house at night. I tripped over a fan that was on the floor to, you know, to cool things off here in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And I broke my arm and mm. it was right in the middle of all the puppetry and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I couldn't puppeteer. It was my puppet, my puppeteer arm, you know, and I just had to sit at home for six weeks because I couldn't drive. I couldn't. Go, I had to be taken everywhere if I was going somewhere, um, you know, <laughs> so I just kind of sat around and did nothing all day. And um, my friend, Allison Mork, who is a puppeteer, she was Cherry the Chair on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm -hmm. um, she had built me this little dog puppet um, that didn't have any arm rods. His arms just kind of hung at his side. And so someone said, you want to say what oh, an arm rod is before you keep going? Uh, sure. Yes. An arm rod is uh, it's a metal rod that attaches to the wrist of the, usually the wrist of the hand of the puppet. And it goes, you know, it's just this uh, probably about a foot long. Um, and it has uh, it's just a little, little metal rod. So you can move the puppet's hands while you're puppeteering him. Um, okay. And so usually like when you, when you're puppeteering a puppet, like Kermit the frog, one hand is up inside the mouth and then the other hand is controlling the arm rod so he can move his hands. Um, He's and, not just uh, magical and doesn't move by himself. Kermit is magical. Yes. I, I didn't mean to imply that he was anything. They, but magical. All the puppets, they just move by themselves. There's nobody yes. inside. Listen, you're you asked me what an arm rod is. So I'm <laughs> I answering know. Go your on. question. <laughs> okay, interloper, go on. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I'm uh, so Uncle Interloper, he didn't have arm rods. And so I was like, I wonder if I could puppeteer him with my left hand and just just try to to do things. And right at the time, I found this social media service called Tout, T-O-U-T. And it was one of these first early social media services where you would post short videos. Uh, mm -hmm. So before Vine, before TikTok, there was this thing called Tout. And so I just started posting videos on Tout, just little goofy things with Uncle Interloper. And he started getting this following. And then all of a sudden, 
Tout, the company, reached out to me and they were like, <laughs> we love Uncle Interloper. Can we feature his stuff on things? And I was like, yeah, sure, great. So then Vine came out yeah. and I had all this experience with Tout and I was like, I'm going to get on Vine. I was the first puppet character on Vine because um, I, I, I downloaded it the day after it came out. And... Um, by the time Vine shut down, I think Uncle Interloper, I could be wrong on this number, but I think he had 14,000 followers. Yeah, um, it was something like that. 14 or, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I could be a little off on that. It might be 13, between 13 and 14. So, but it was just like crazy. And I was just like, how could I have this many people that are following this silly dog doing these six second videos? Because um, he was cool. And he was funny. very cool. Yeah, he was. Yeah, what yeah, was well, his was, voice like? What's his voice? Uh, his voice. I based his voice on my grandfather, my mom's yeah. dad. Um, but whale uncle interloper, kind of like this. Like, hey, what are we going to do? We got to get over there and get, <laughs> you know, Pasquale, what are you doing? A little bit like goofy, not as yeah. not as uh, goofy ish. But um, I, just, I just realized I haven't done his voice in a long time. You haven't done his voice uh, forever. I love those, I but those are retired. I, it's cool. They're not retired. He could always come back. I just, uh, I need an idea. I need an idea. For a while I was going to do, and this was very recently, I was going to do Uncle Interloper doing little video segments talking about um, presidential Corona. pets. Oh, and presidential which presidents pets. Had, which presidents had pets and what kind of pets did they have? That would have um, been fun. Yeah. I, well, I still might do it. I just haven't. You know, Toily is just taking over my life. So yeah, so uh, Toily and your new TV show that you're going to be on. I know you're a little new flack on Netflix. Yeah, but let's do Toily. I (laughs) let's do Toily and let's see. We want to talk about more besides all your other stuff. So I am so impressed with this for you, and I didn't know. So I um I I want to tell you how I found out about Toily, or you could tell me how you came up with Toily. So Grant, I am really into French shows or not me. Um, so there was a French show and there was a toilet paper entered into a French show. And I was like, okay, that's dumb. And then some, some guy's <laughs> like, it's this guy, guy Grant by a cocoa. And I'm like, uh, Grant by a cocoa. And he's like, yeah, that's his name. And he's from California. I'm like, uh, yeah, he's, I, I think that's my friend. He's like, there's no way you can be friends with him. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. I don't know this guy. <laughs> Apparently I said, but I think his name's Pachoco. And he's like, you know, you're wrong. It's by a Coco. I'm like, okay, sure. By a Coco. So anyway, um, so that's how I found out about Toily. But you tell me how you came up with Toily and, and what Toily is because Toily's awesome. Sure. Toily. It's actually a, I don't know if it's interesting, but it's a, it's a, it it's is a interesting. interesting. Story. Well, it's funny because he did not start as a puppet and it was, there was never any sort of idea that Toily would be a puppet. And um, this all kind of comes back with Leslie Carrara Rudolph, who I mentioned earlier. The chair she has a character. chair. No, no, not that's Alison Mork. Uh, Leslie Carrara Rudolph is Abby Cadabby on Sesame street. Name dropper. I can't keep all the names straight. Name dropper. That's right. <laughs> but she, she has her own character called Lolly Lard Pop. And it's this little sock puppet that is a five-year-old girl um, who's obsessed with candy. And Leslie is just really awesome. <laughs> Leslie has a lot of heart. And she has always, she's always put together shows with Lolly. And mm-hmm. so she was working on this show called Wake Up Your Weird. And she had asked me to do, um, to produce these little video segments 
that would show during the thing while she's changing puppets and changing mm-hmm. into other characters and other and things like that. So I, I helped her do that. And then she had me run them when they produced the show at different places. And so I was produced. Uh, so she was, she was producing the show in Austin, Texas. And she said, uh, you, you know, I'm going to pay for you to come out to Austin, Texas. You're going to be there for a week and I'll put you up in a hotel, but you do have to share a hotel room with John, who is the piano player. And <laughs> John B. DeHaas and I um, had had met previously working for working with Leslie. We met through Leslie and um, but we were sharing a room together. And John and I just instantly from the start, from the first time we met, just got along. Just mm-hmm. we laugh. We're. We're, we just make each other laugh and mm-hmm. just hilariously. So at this point in time, I don't uh, try to remember when this was maybe, I don't know, mid, uh, no, I think it was like 2014 or something like that. Anyway, uh, at this point in time in my life, I was, I had a bag of those little self-adhesive googly eyes that you can get at Michael's and they're mm-hmm. just little stick on googly eyes. And I would stick them everywhere. I would just stick these googly eyes on anything. Here's a, a garbage can. I would put two googly eyes on it. Here's um, whatever. So in our hotel room that we were sharing there for the week, there was an extra roll of toilet paper in the bathroom. <laughs> and so I stuck two googly eyes on it. And then I put it on John's pillow when he was not in the room. <laughs> and so John would come in. And like we would come back from working on on Leslie's show and John would go, what is this? And he would pick it up and he would throw it across the room. (laughs) And so then I just started doing this voice where I'd be like, hey, John, why don't you like me? I just want to be your friend, John. I don't know. Little Toily. Yeah. And it was it was it was it was the birth of Toily. And then but it was still wasn't a puppet. It was just this roll of toilet paper with googly eyes. Two eyes. Yeah. So then. Uh, John went back to Orlando because he lives he lives out there at Orlando and um, works for Disney. Yep, works for Disney. Yep. And then I as a piano player for Disney and then I went back to California. But we had this this app on our phones called Voxer where you could leave messages for each other. So I would leave him these big, long messages from Toily. And it's just <laughs> what is Toily doing out in Southern California? He's trying to be an actor. He. He saw Robert Downey Jr. He's, you know, whatever he was doing for the day, I would leave him these messages. And they were never written down. They were just always improvised. And one day, John says, you know, you got to take all these stories and put them together in a show. And we mm-hmm. could do it at the Fringe because Orlando uh, John did has done something like 20 shows at the Orlando mm-hmm. Fringe over the years. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. was like, I can totally get you into the fringe. It would be great. People would love it. So we were like, I was like, okay, well, how are we going to do toilet? Okay, it'll be a puppet. Okay, because I do puppets. So then I got my friend Russ Walco to build a puppet. And literally, um, before we flew out to the, the Orlando fringe, I think I had the puppet for like two days before I got on the plane. So I didn't mm-hmm. have uh, a long time with that puppet before we hopped on the plane. But Was that two sixteen or two seventeen? I think. I think uh, probably two sixteen if it was anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and we did that show that you saw, and most of the stuff in that show was stories that I had improvised for John on 
Voxer, um, like the story of, of Toily going being baby Jesus in the living nativity and, mm-hmm. um, you know, all these other little things that, that Toily had done were <laughs> all just these improvised things. And then, you know, that's how it started. And, and he, he as I said, he, for years, yeah. Cause I think it was 2014. That was the Austin trip. So for like two years, there was no puppet. It was just this voice on. Hi, John. Yeah. <laughs> but that was. You know, like like the whole thing of like, oh, hi there. Guess who? It's me, Toily. That was <laughs> on the Voxers. You know, that was every time Toily would call John, he would say, guess who? And John would be like, I know, it's you. It's Toily. It's me, Toily. Okay, why do you have to say that every time? Ridiculous. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's that's how it began. And, and you had Pasty there too in Orlando, didn't you? I think I remember Pasty. Yes, was, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he he was, was there, there too. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked him. So maybe I had Toily a little bit before that. I think because I did one little, that's right. I maybe had him for a month before. Um, but yeah, we had Pasty and Toily um, for that trip. That's right. You're correct. So now you do a weekly YouTube show and you have four characters, right? You have Toily T-Paper that has that, gotta go, that really yep. high-pitched voice that I'm not used to. Um, <laughs> then you have Pacey who has this really cool chill voice that I love and he reads poetry. Right. And then you have Lufa. Yeah, he's like droopy dog. Uh, I always think of Pasty's like, okay, well, I guess y'all do that. You know, like he's kind of, <laughs> yeah. cause actually in the, in those boxers, uh, in those boxers, um, Pasty was, this is not, it was funny between John and I, but it was, it's maybe not funny to everyone in the world, but I, but pasty was just super depressed all the time. Yeah, he was. Yeah. That was his thing. And in that show, he was super depressed and he was just like, John, I just want one gun and one bullet, you know? And and like, he just, and I want one song. I want one song. Can I sing? Yeah. Complete. No, I'm so depressed, you know, and he worked (laughs) for a suicide prevention Mm. Hotline and anyway, so yeah, so he was always droopy. He's he's evolved a little bit, but he's still yeah. He's well, I'm glad we've changed him. He is. Yeah. He's so great. And then you have Lufa, which is like a body puff, which I love. Lufa. He's so kind of upbeat and peppy and spunky, right? Yeah, I like yeah. him. And then you have a plunger, which gives really bad, 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 <laughs> bad advice. And you also have, I guess you could describe it for those of us who can't see it. I, I never knew this until you told me. Um, it's described little Toily and little Luda. So I guess it's a picture in picture. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, that that is so crazy to me because it has just become this thing that I never mm-hmm. intended. But a uh, part of my weekly live stream on YouTube is, and this is and TikTok. Big pop, uh, yeah, but except I can't <laughs> yeah. do the picture in picture thing on TikTok. But, okay, but the the weekly live stream on YouTube is, I was just like, well, what am I going to do to fill an hour? Well, I can riff on movies <laughs> like Mystery Science Theater. So, but I don't want to be like Mystery Science Theater where it's toily shadow down at the bottom. Um, mm. You know, so what I did was I play the movie full screen, and then there's a little box down at the at the bottom uh, that has Toily. And it's the same image you normally see, but it's just smaller down at the bottom. So Toily's watching the movie with you. And what, what happened was, I think the movie ended and it cut back to the main picture, but also the little picture in picture was there. So it was like two versions of the same image. <laughs> and 
totally just looked and I'm just an improviser. So I just just like, okay, well, I've got a comment on this. So instead of just turning off the picture in picture without a comment, I left it up and Toily was like, oh, look, it's little Toily. Hi, little Toily. How are you? And then he just did the voice back. Hi, big Toily. It's good to see you. And it's just a joke. (laughs) Yeah. People like the kids who watch this who watch this show every week were like, where's little Toily? Little Toily's got to come back. So it's just become this thing that like, I don't see little Toily as a separate character. I see it's Toily doing a voice, you know? Um, yeah. But these kids and fans and people who watch every week go, where's little Toily? And um, kind of like I purple monster it's... that you won't talk about. Yeah. Well, that was just something. <laughs> yeah. I got this new puppet. Uh, I got this new puppet from a friend of mine um, and he's just this funny purple monster. And I did a thing where it was like Toily left it. Like the live stream was over and Toily was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. Goodbye, everybody. See you later. Gotta the go. camera, yeah. The camera after like about two or three minutes, the camera clicked back on and there was mm. just this purple monster sneaking around in the studio. And I didn't, Aww. I don't think I had him say anything or do anything, but I just thought, it would be funny to just throw this little puppet in there and I don't know what he's going to do, but so then it became this thing where during the movies that Toily watches, I superimpose him into the films and mm-hmm. Toily always looks away right before this little guy pops up or walks across the screen or like, Oh my, what's this on the floor here? Toily will duck down. And then the little purple monster is in the movie and all the kids are going, Hey, the purple monster. And that is like a trick that <laughs> uh, like, Puppeteers who do library shows and school shows will always have, I forget what they call it. They call it something. It's got a name, but it's like this thing where it's like, you know, if you see the bad guy, you know, whoever the the bad character is, if you see the bad guy, you shout. So I know that he's here. And Mm. so when the bad guy will come in and the kids are all at a live show are all screaming like, there he is, there's the bad guy. And then of course, just as the hero comes back in, the bad guy ducks out. And he's like, there's no bad guy here. What are you talking about? And it's like that same (laughs) concept just done on television where, you know, I can just picture the kids screaming at their thing like purple monster, purple monster. You know, I love that. I never knew that. Okay, so I love and you and I have talked about this a little bit. And I and I like that you're getting more descriptive, you know, for those of us who can't see you. So it's cool hearing that like I know you're trying to incorporate audio description because you know it's a new thing like for people who can't see we don't really see puppets so yeah so I really appreciate that and I appreciate you coming um, and talking and stuff and I'm so glad you came and maybe you'll come again is there more you want to talk about Toily do you want to take questions because apparently you have fans who have questions sure, and i'd love to take questions i did want to say it was like it's interesting yeah. that you brought that up um yeah. about the audio descriptions because i really do try and it's sometimes it's hard in the moment and i forget and um but i do try and it's interesting now because also you know toilies on tiktok and the new thing on tiktok is that people are closed not, they're not closed captions but they're captioning their videos for those who cannot hear. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting 
thing that, it, you know, and I'm really aware of it and I'm trying to do more of it as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm one person. Sometimes I'm very lucky that <laughs> the the live stream show gets off, you know, uh, on, every <laughs> know. Sunday. Um, yeah. Because you're it's, doing it's good. You're doing good. Super frustrating. But um, yeah, you know, I do think that, and I've always been of the mind of that's why Toily sometimes gets a little dirty. And, you know, the fringe show you saw, he was definitely dirty during that. Dirty, dirty, and, dirty. Yeah. And I've, but I still think he can be dirty if it's an adult show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, and, and for the kids, there's kind of like a little bit of, there's a hint of dirtiness that he mm-hmm. can, he'll, like the other day, I'm not going to swear, but the other day during one of Toily's live streams on TikTok, the kids said something like, oh, you cussed. And Toily said, you're effing right, I cussed. You know, like he actually said it. And all the kids were like, ah, Toily swore. <laughs> you know, and I just was like, yeah, he's going to swear. He's a human. You know, he's an adult. He can cuss. It's going to be fine. He's not talking dirty talk all the time. But, Wait. um... Well, you do have well, you, hands, and it sounds like they've got. We got some hands up here for you for some questions. Whenever. Oh, sure. Yes, them. I would. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. Hi, Al. You're first. If you could unmute, please, and uh, ask your question. There you are. Wow, this is insanely fascinating. Um, <laughs> I have. It's like it's like one of those things where you know somebody does it, but you don't know how it's done or that somebody does it. You know, it's just like this magical thing anyways so uh, you, you were uh, by the way the best part of the presentations uh, of this call was when you said well i was with another guy under the couch i was just like there's a story here um <laughs> so, um so anyways um wow so many questions but i'm going to ask you one because i've always always been curious even when i could see better i didn't see well enough to actually like understand but um the size of these these puppets like elmo or the ones that you do or how big are they exactly because like I see the small versions like in stores, but like a real puppet puppet. Um, how big are they? It's, it's so hard to tell sometimes. You know, Great that's question. a good question. Yeah, it's a very good question, and I will say that it varies. Um, it, it varies because uh, it just depends on the size of the puppet. Kermit the Frog is. Grant, I think you lost your audio. I'm here. I'm here. I was okay. muted for a second. It said uh, somebody muted me, but. Um, <laughs> Kermit the Frog, he's he's just a thin layer of flat fabric over a hand. So if you look at your hand, that's pretty much how big Kermit, you know, like the body probably comes to where just above your elbow. So that is how big Kermit is. But then there are other puppets that will be bigger. You know, um, uh, Fozzie Bear it has a big head. So he's got like a big head and then he's got, they call it a sack body, uh, a sack body, um, which is a little, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like, I'm so bad with measurements, but um, like Toily, for instance, the original he's the size of like a watermelon, I would say, cause you had the pluppets that you could buy and I have one. Right. Yeah. He's a little bit bigger. Um, and, but originally the original puppet that Russ was going to make was going to try and be almost as close to the size of a roll of toilet paper that, that it could be, that you could fit your hand in, but he had to make it a little bit bigger. And then we just decided 
Toily is going to be mainly for the stage. So we mm -hmm. want to make him a little bit bigger for the stage. So he would be bigger than he probably would be on a television show. So Toily, I think is about, I think he's about a foot tall. You know, I think, I think that's how, how big he is. He's about a foot tall and. Um, like a basketball maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's go. very good. Basketball. That's a very good size. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it just depends. But then there's also been puppets that are, um, you know, the other day I w on the on this show I'm working on, I was working on a, a a big puppet that there was four people working on, and I was just controlling wow. two arms. But there was somebody working the head, there's somebody working the feet, there's somebody working the mouth, and it's this big, heavy puppet that you're all working together as a team. So the puppet sizes can vary, but most of the Muppets, um, you know, as I said, like Kermit the Frog, it's just... It's just as big as your hand. That's how that's how big Kermit is. And if you have a great big hand, you make Kermit's head look weird because that's how, <laughs> you know, it was built for one person's hand. And if you have a giant hand and you put shove it up into Kermit's head, his head's going to look funky because, um, you know, your hand's too big for yeah. that puppet. You have Ma Melissa with her hand up. Melissa, if you'd like to unmute and ask your question. I'm waiting for Melissa. There she is, Melissa. Sorry about that. There you are. All good. Hello. I was just, I know, I don't mean this to be a sacrilegious question or something, but what's the <laughs> difference between a Muppet and a puppet? Uh, there is no, there's no difference. It's, it's just what uh, Jim Henson decided to call his troop of puppets. Um, there's, there's some legend that it's a combination between puppet and marionette, but that's not true. He just <laughs> liked to create funny words. And he just thought that he would call them Muppets. And um, there, there's no really difference uh, other than if you call your puppet a Muppet, you might get a letter from Disney going, uh, no, you can't do that. Um, so that's really the only that's really the only thing. Um, the only difference. It's just a name for his. Cool. his well, thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. Are there that's more hands? Uh, yeah, we do have another hand. Um, OK. Uh, we, and our friend, our friend Byron, uh, had his hand up again. Okay. <clears throat> Hi there. Um, so I know you mostly from your comedy music. So I was just mm -hmm. curious in your uh, puppeteering, um, do you have any big musical numbers, <laughs> like something I could download from Spotify or whatever? Um, but also the I do have a puppeteering specific question, and that is. The choreography in terms of music um, <clears throat> and puppeteering, you know, moving the arms and things like that, is that much more difficult than, you know, just standard puppeteering during dialogue? Uh, that's two great questions. Um, I will answer the second one first in that um, it just really depends on what you are doing with the puppet. Um, uh, usually I would say that, that doing dance choreography and stuff like that is easier because you practice it a bunch of times and it's a little bit trickier with specific movements while you're doing dialogue um, because you have to do it on the fly and you usually don't get a ton of time to rehearse. I, I, I always say one of my favorite pieces of puppetry that I, that I got to work on, I was very fortunate, was on Happy Time Murders. Uh, Kevin Clash asked me to right hand and and let me explain this really quickly is if you have a character like Ernie or Fozzie Bear or the Swedish chef um, they are what's called live hand puppets and what that means is that 
they have real hands that can hold things, pick things up, put things down, um, pick up a phone and dial it. Uh, you know, uh, the Swedish chef holds cooking utensils and moves bowls around and stuff like that because he's got real hands, um, whether they're in gloves or not, that can move things around. And so this sequence that I did with Kevin was he, oh, and, and sorry, let me back up. When you're doing a live hand character, there there's always two people on a live hand character. There's somebody who's got their head in a puppet in the puppet's mouth, and then they're doing the left hand of the character. And then another puppeteer is doing the right hand. So you're really working together to create that one performance. Um, sometimes we're in the case of the Swedish chef. Jim Henson would be in the Swedish chef's head and then Frank Oz would be doing both hands at the same time. It's kind of mm-hmm. like if you ever did that thing when you were a kid where you put your hands behind your back and then somebody put their arms through your hands. And then, so it's like their hands were your arms. It's a little bit like that um, kind of thing. But anyway, oh, uh, weird. yeah, it's, 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 it's weird, but it's fun to, and you really work closely with your fellow puppeteer to make sure that it looks good. And, uh, Anyway, we did this we did this scene where this character walked into this room, walked around a table, opened a filing cabinet drawer, looked through all the files, took one file out, closed the file cabinet drawer, and then walked back out of the room. And it sounds so simple, but when when I was like, I don't know how I'm and I'm only doing one hand, but we have to work together to do this whole thing, opening the door, walking into the room, going around this table where it's two people moving under one little character, the one little puppet, opening the drawer, going through, making sure our hands look like they're working together, pulling, you know, the file out. And I think we did it three or four times, but it was I was sweating the whole time because <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I do not want to mess up this scene. I'm puppeteering with Kevin Clash, who was Elmo, and Brian mm-hmm. Henson is directing it. I don't mm-hmm. want to mess this up. I want to be good. Um, you should be good. So, well, you <laughs> have to be in that situation. <laughs> that must be hard when you're trying to like make make it look like fluid hand gestures and arm. Like you're trying to make it look like it's one person, you know, making a, a very subtle hand movement or whatever. And um, like you're only one hand and you can only control that one hand. So it's like, okay, this is my cue now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And yeah, it's oh, tricky, yeah. but but the but the other thing in that I, I don't mean to interrupt, but the, the the other thing in that situation is that Kevin, who was doing the head of the character and the one other the the left hand of the character, he's in charge. So I'm not going to do anything because he's the puppet have, captain. Well, he's the puppet captain, but also when you're working on a on a puppet like that, or even the other puppet I was doing the other day with four of us on there, one person is the lead puppeteer, and. You follow their lead. That's why they're the lead puppeteer. So, you know, I just kind of the trick is when you're right handing someone like I was right handing Kevin is you keep an eye on his other hand, because usually when we move our hands, our hands are kind of doing similar things. You know, um, if you think about the way your hands move every once in a while, you'll just hold up one hand to point at something. But if you're talking, if you're gesturing, if you're working on something, your hands are kind of doing the same thing. So you can just kind of mirror or follow along with the other hand. So um, that was the trickiest thing I ever did. Before you move on and answer the musical question thing, do you yes. want to talk about the show? I Do you want to say the name of the show that you're working on for Netflix? Uh, you know what? I can't. I don't know if it's going to be on Netflix. I don't know where it's going to be. And um, yeah, I Earth. Pro- Earth. 
Oh, Can Earth I say to it? Ned. Oh, Earth no, to that's Ned. The- it is. That's not what you're working on now. That's your current Earth thing to- that I know. <laughs> right. Earth to Ned is on Disney Plus. And, plus, sorry, wrong thing. Yeah, no, it's all good. And I worked on that last year. Yes, I can totally talk about um, Disney Plus. The show I'm working on like this week and to- or I worked on last week and I will be working on tomorrow is a brand new show that Henson's doing and that I cannot say anything about. Right. Um, uh, but we know that yes. you are in a four person puppet. Like that's a big deal. A four person puppet. Yes, that's all I can say <laughs> yeah. about that. But yeah, Earth to Ned was a lot of fun. Um uh, if you if you have Disney Plus, you you can and it's check it audio out. described. Grant, it's audio go. described. So, have you gone back and watched audio description of Happy Time Murderers or From Earth to Ned yet? No, I have not, okay. and I should. Well, so here's the thing: I'm going to challenge you to do that, and then you're going to come back, and we're going to talk about that. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so musical question. Sorry, Byron, I didn't yes, mean to. Uh, yeah. Byron, um, the good news is, although I am not performing as Throwing Toasters much, I do occasionally, Throwing Toasters is the name of my comedy music group. Um, I do write, John is a musician, John B. DeHaas is a musician who I I, I credit with co-creating Toily with me. And together with him, we have done one EP called <laughs> Toily Tea Paper Role Model. Um, which you can find on Spotify. And then we have a Christmas album that came out last year um, called A Very Toily Christmas um, that has uh, a ton of songs on it. And we were going, we we had plans in May. We were going to record another uh, EP and then I think a another Christmas album of uh, songs. And because of the pandemic, I wasn't able to go out to Orlando so we could work on it for a week. So mm-hmm. um and that's kind of in the back burner, but we have been writing songs for uh, the, the, our weekly live show. So there are a couple songs from there. We're probably going to put out another EP that will be called Songs from the Squat because my weekly live show, Toily's weekly live show is called The Squat with Toily T Paper. So um, uh, we're working on that. We're working on a couple. <laughs> he just sent me a couple Christmas songs he wrote. So we'll have some new Christmas songs this Christmas as well. So. I know that tea paper. you're on Apple Music and also iTunes as well. So you can get them that way. I'm not sure yeah. about Amazon Music, but not yeah, just no, everywhere. Yeah, you everywhere, everywhere you can get you. Yep. Beach cool. party with your friends. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure the to songs, pick yeah. up the show this weekend. Um, I, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Awesome, Myron. It's so great. Uh, great to talk to you because, uh, yeah, I mean, Dementia Radio, that's where it all started way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Dave, are there more questions? David. He fell asleep. Hey, I'm, not, you... I'm not seeing any hands in the list, so. Okay, cool. Okay, um, cool. Um, so I don't know what time it is or where we're at, but I think we're probably close. So I, um, can you tell me what time it is? It is 8.02 where I am. Uh-oh. So 11.02 okay. where you are. So I, I, my last question for you, which is your last question that you always ask, everybody yes you're under the puppet is what is the (laughs) do you want to ask yourself (laughs) what is your most impactful thing that's happened to you in puppetry um yeah i i've had so many things you know i think as i said i always love doing live shows and i think performing at the sydney opera house um we were just there for a week, but just to like be able to say that, just like, yeah, I was on stage at the Sydney Opera House and I, I made people laugh and, 
and that's pretty awesome, you know. Um, I, I've been I've had a lot of fun, and I've been very lucky to fall into this career. And um, you know, I, I would say it's a toss up between doing the live shows with Puppet Up because that's my absolute favorite thing to do, and creating Toily because in this business to create your own character and have success with it is not an easy thing to do, but it sure has been a lot of fun uh, working on totally with this. So those were, if I, it's a tie, those two things performing live with the Jim Henson company <laughs> and totally tea paper. Well, cool. I really appreciate you. And I am so proud of you. You have always been a rock star to me. You've always been such a gentleman and so nice. And I'm lucky that I've got to see you grow through the years from one act plays and juggling <laughs> and dealing with Freiburg, oh. you know. <laughs> I still can't juggle. We were supposed to learn how to juggle and I still can't. I got an A. I guess you got to be. You were still his uh, yeah. favorite. <laughs> oh, well. well, thank you, Grant. And I can't wait to have you back after you watch stuff and we'll figure out another time. Awesome. I can't wait. And thank you, everybody, for all the questions. It was it was really great. And um uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, Janine. It was great to talk to you. Of course, and we have his website, so you can always reach out to him. And he has a YouTube every week. And I will post in ACB community how you can reach out if you want to reach out to Grant as well. Please so Thank do. you guys so much. Thanks, Grant. Thank you.